You're listening to. forgot how <laughs> everything is scripted yeah um welcome back everybody to the korean drama podcast i'm your host steve lim with kathy yamamoto kim cooper all right S- episode five i keep mixing up the seasons with the episodes mm-hmm. episode well because five. they each feel like it's an entire season wow the journeys we go on oh my gosh right. And this one was a doozy. (laughs) Guys, are we ready? First of all, I want to say this uh, because this is something that I've heard other podcasts say, and I think it's very cool. If you haven't seen this episode yet, stop listening and go watch it. Major spoilers ahead. Wow. (laughs) Guys, I just got to fulfill one of my lifelong dreams, and I'm going to leave. Man. You, you, you no, the energy is a different level today. <laughs> well, uh, it's just hard not to be excited. Oh my gosh. <sighs> okay. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We don't no. know what's going to happen. We got to do gonna this happen. in order. Okay. We got to do this let's in order. Let's do this then. like right. Secret Garden would Ugh. do it and take it real line, slow. Line by line. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. So we are back at this restaurant on Jeju Island. John Mayer has brought grunge over to have something to eat. And Richie is waiting for them and says they are late. Which is unbelievable because Mm -hmm. they weren't coming to meet him. No. Major power move and lots of mind games happening because Richie is pretending not to recognize grunge. And also telling her that she can't keep her eyes off of him. Yeah, and then... Uh, and then John Mayer says, I don't think she's looking at you or I, John Mayer says, I don't think she's looking at you more like glaring. And then Richie Rich is like, yeah, because I told her she's prettier when she's angry. So that's why he says that she's glaring at him. Unbelievable. Really taking, uh, just like taking some sort of like flirting judo, negging flirting judo mm-hmm. and reapplying that whatever she's saying back at her, but twisting it in like a weird kind of flirty way that's kind of charming. It's like as if he had just like fought off people in front of him and you think the fight is over and then you don't know what's happening, but he kicks behind him and there's people behind him. That's how he flirts. You know, you think he's done nagging. No, he's got one ready for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then some, but sometimes he takes it too far. Like sometimes he really does like punch you directly in the face. It's incredibly uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Just to mix it, just to keep you guessing. Yeah, you never know how he's going to actually move. Yeah. And I don't know if this struck you guys as weird, but I thought this restaurant was wild because first of all, there's no one there. Mm-hmm. It looks like a wedding reception. Agreed. There are windmills in the background, but also like monster statues to the side, but like jolly monsters. Oh, like, I didn't see the that. Theme? I didn't see the monsters. Oh, that that might have been just like the uh, the the Korean like Harabangu like uh, statue. I'm not sure if I, I think I might have just glossed over because I just assumed that. You know, sure. It's, it's, but then it's, why it's... the windmills? Yeah. Windmills. I don't know. It might have. 
<laughs> it has a, I don't have an explanation for everything. Did I ask this but, in the last one? Is is Jeju Island like Solvang? Is it like a little oh. a little like vacation area that like has It is a has It is known as stuff? a vacation island, kind of like the the local Hawaii for 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 Koreans oh. who can't get away to Hawaii. Um, I don't know what the whole windmill thing is. That I don't remember seeing that last time I was there. Um, it just felt like like oh, this is a cute thing to put in a tourist town that people will like and people will like to take photos with it. Yeah, they might have just kind of like forced it and just try to like artificially put different random things to for people to look at, maybe. Sure, but I could be wrong. Um, I'm only familiar with the part of Jeju that's like, like you know, it's an island. That's known for like having all these like old grandmas who can like hold their breath for like five minutes and oh like, yeah deep sea diving. I read about know, these grandmas hunting for like abalone and stuff yeah. like that in the water. This sounds yeah. like a fascinating show. I wish that this show included it, but it does not. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't have time. We don't. We don't have time. Too much <laughs> is going on because John Mayer and Grunge Princess are passive aggressively flirting with each other in front of Richie to make him mad. So that was intentional. That was a show for Richie Rich to feel some sort of uh, resentment or or, um, FOMO. I think it's funny, though, because it also seems like John Mayer is he's he's in he in one part of his mind. He's in on the plan and he's also trying to get Richie upset. But then on the other hand, like because he's just like always a couple steps behind, he also, I think, is into it. And then he's like, wait. Uh, okay, I guess if I talk to anybody long enough that I'm gonna be actually into them, even if it's like pretend. It's a very like to all the boys I loved before uh, and a very uh, can't buy me love situation. Wait, can you explain that reference? <laughs> in To All the Boys I Loved Before and in, to, uh-huh. and in Can't Buy Me Love, uh, the protagonist and the uh, cooler counterpart in can't buy me love it's um a popular girl and in to all the boys i love before it's peter kavinsky who's a popular boy uh they pretend to um they pretend to be dating and they pretend to be in love um to increase the person of lower social status social status and in the process of it they really do fall in love that's that's uh that's really complicated wow well, welcome to Korean dramas. Welcome to Korean dramas. Because here's the thing. They're flirting. Grunge Princess wants to call John Mayer Oppa, which we have talked about. Um, and then the piano starts playing. And who is it but Bernie in a fabulous distressed sweater? Oh, my gosh. And I honestly, when the, when the first thing when I, I thought when I saw Bernie in the sweater was I was like, oh, my gosh, he's like doing an homage to John Mayer because John Mayer is always wearing those shirts that have slits in the arms. And I was like, uh, is this intentional? Oh my God, you're right. It's not exactly the same, but like, I thought he was doing a Justin Timberlake move. Cause didn't he once wear like the ramen looking distressed sweater? I don't know. Maybe that's just the kind of like the musicians thing, the artist Mm. musicians uniform. Mm-hmm. Distressed, whatever, everything could be. Um, so but how about that that music video montage while he's he's singing? You know what? I love that because it's a nice reminder that maybe Richie and Grunge Princess do like each other. Because like otherwise, I would never know. Yeah, no, we would have never known, and they just kind of slide that in there, right? 
we see from their perspective what happens after the director yells cut from what we've seen in the previous episode. So Bernie has just finished playing and there's an awkward silence and I'm like, you guys aren't going to clap for him? Okay. And is uh, and is the actor that's playing Bernie, is he really a singer? Because he's very good. He is, isn't he? I think I think his main thing is acting, though. So I was kind of surprised. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Like, oh, is he an artist? No, he should be a singer. Everybody in Korea is a double threat. Mm-hmm. I feel... Actually, that's true. Yeah. You can think the just like the the whole karaoke room setup in Korea. Like everybody goes to oh. their own favorite spot. It's a it's a cultural pastime. I mean, I can so, like you know. get down at karaoke, but no one would ever ask me to portray a singer on television and use my actual singing voice. <laughs> it's the default standard in Korea, mm-hmm. I think. Well, that's because everyone here is racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. Oh, by the way, um, in terms of the emptiness, uh, we find out that uh, it was intentional uh, of the whole outdoor restaurant. This was very Cause, funny. Because Richie Rich said that he he bought out the whole place. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of flexing like, whenever I sit down anywhere, I buy out the whole place. Mm-hmm. He was kind of, I remember him saying that to a grunge princess. Right. Which was so unnecessary because it felt like it was at a weird time of day. Like maybe no one was going to go to eat there anyway yeah. but it seemed like it was like 3 p.m i would have believed that they you know it was open i thought they were doing a tech rehearsal for the for for young bernie actually mm-hmm. oh. just kind of sitting in to listen in but a lot, a lot of possibilities he could have saved a lot of money but he, he doesn't care about I mean, money and we will get to this later in the episode ooh, we it's will. a point of contention <laughs> oh can't wait <laughs> I wish you could I see. I about. wish you guys could all see my dancing right now. Oh, me too. It's perfect. Truly, <laughs> that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But John Mayer is confronting Bernie once again. He's coming off a little thirsty because he really needs Bernie to be on his uh, whatever roster. Um, he also accuses Bernie of calling the police. Oh no, sorry. Bernie admits to being the one who called the police on John Mayer earlier, which is how he ended up in jail, and. Also, he begins his own little campaign rally speech on how the rich has it easy with the ultimate ender that he is gay. <laughs> um, I'm confused about that scene I a little bit. I additionally was a bit lost in that, in that moment. Though, you know, of course, be yourself and, sure. you know, share, at, share that I mean, at your discretion. Um. You but don't Bernie, think there's a logical connection between the rich have it easy and also I'm gay? But Bernie doesn't seem like the kind of person who would, you know, throw people's sexuality under the bus like that, does he? He seems like a genuine guy. Oh, I thought he was being sincere. Yeah, I, he think, was he's, coming I out. think he's being sincere. Okay. I wasn't sure if he was just saying that to like, like have uh, Oscar, a.k.a. John Mayer, mm-hmm. um, like kind of like flinch and then let go of his well, wrist. Here's, a classic mm-hmm. like. Opa to uh, innocent or whatever girl, younger girl move in K dramas. Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah, the, the wrist grabbing is very like usually you see the guy grabbing the girl's wrist. Now it's like the guy grabbing uh, uh, Bernie's wrist. Well, so there's this kind of like a thing there. Well, I, I took away from it is that when uh, was that when um, Bernie said that he's gay, that he was telling John Mayer that if you don't let go of my arm. I'm going to fall in love with you or something like that. And I don't know if that's wrong, um, but that's... 
Oh, that's the vibe that I got. It was like, was like, I told you to let go of my arm or like something is going to happen. And then he told him he was gay. And then Oscar was like putting all the facts and figures together in his mind. And I was like, oh, does Bernie have a crush on John Mayer? And not, and that's why he doesn't want to be his protege. Mm. But at the same time, it felt like an odd thing for Oscar to get flustered about because he is a big star. So anybody having a crush on him is like par for the course. So I don't know. I could have made it up. But I I guess in Korea, it's still taboo to be gay or anything but hetero. Yeah, I thought that know? maybe he was coming out and being like, this is why I can't be a pop star with you because I oh. am gay and I won't be accepted by society. Because also this is 2010, so maybe like the world wasn't ready for Bernie being gay, you know? That does make the most sense, mm. especially... Which like, I'm so sad. Yeah. But then the, the if I remember correctly, the soundtrack cue came in and it was like, it's like goofy, comical, like, hey, mm. here's the comical moment in the in the scene, kind of the thing. And it's like, so him being gay was supposed to be like a a funny, like, hey, gotcha moment. Like, hey, you know, yeah. let go of my wrist or I'm going to, I might make out with you because that's what, you know, I, I might do as a gay person, you know. Then the acting is a very uh, interesting choice if that's what's yeah. true. The acting <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. so, so real and so grounded. Also, maybe they could make out. What's you know? I mean, maybe we could see that. Yeah, I would. I would love. That. I would love to see two people who are honest with each other and both consenting mm-hmm. and yes. do not do these mind games <laughs> and the runaround and bringing us yes. to episode five, where we're still walk, talking about the same things. Kim, but you're right. Like yes. the way the way Bernie is so like bitter towards uh, Oscar makes me feel like maybe there is some sort of like romantic kind of tension there please just huh. anybody at this point <laughs> i don't know at this point like so many that you we know now the pattern is to plant a million seeds and mm-hmm. then try to keep track of like uh, all of them um so we'll see <laughs> yeah. probably later yeah we'll see yeah that's pretty much it for the for bernie this this episode isn't it r.i.p bernie he has stepped out of the race yeah bernie come back <laughs> Of this episode. Um, but after Bernie has stepped out of the race, we're back at the table and Richie and Grunge Princess are doing their thing. It's very confusing when Blazers interrupts. Pops out of nowhere. Yeah, truly, truly. pops out of nowhere. She is the Sean Yu of this Korean drama. The Sean Yu? From Mulan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, you know what? I don't know, understand. You're gonna have to explain all these references to me. I, I live under a rock. Steve, so. uh, we're gonna do several spinoffs where we just talk about mm-hmm. what the references are. We're gonna have an after show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. The point is, she came out out of nowhere. She like surprised them. Surprise sneak attack. Does a power move, calling all her friends her subordinates, which she probably was. She's a working lady. Good for you. Um, I thought those were her subordinates. I think so, but like, if you were someone's. Let's just imagine a world in which some of us are someone's assistant. I don't and know. Like you're, I, I wouldn't know what that's Crazy like. world. Um, and your boss is like, oh, this isn't my friend. This is my subordinate. That would feel like really shitty. Yeah, that wouldn't be very kind. Uh, no. You know what, though? Like the, the, the term that she used in Korean is, uh, is hube. So it's kind of like almost implying more like 
my littles, like if like if you were in a frat or sorority, like instead of like a subordinate, it's more like big and little, oh, oh, like, oh. like somebody you kind of like oh. take care of and ke- teach and guide and and nurture along the way, rather than like like my in, in, like inferior. It's more you know, of an endearing term assistant. than it is disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, it's more it's more endearing than how the translation can. That's very okay. That's then. nice then. That. Yeah, that's nice. Good for you, Blazers, helping other women. Reaching a hand down when to lift other women exactly. up. That's great. I love exactly. it. That totally flipped the, the whole perception of that scene, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it true. Did. See, this is why cultural context is important. It is. I didn't yeah. know. And the translations are not always one-to-one. Mm-hmm. 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 So then Grunge Princess and Blazers have like a very uncomfortable um, conversation at the end of which Grunge follows Blazers into the hotel because she recognizes her for causing the drama from episode one. Which is a good memory on her part because I had honestly 100% forgotten about this moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The exciting incident. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Lucky for us, she explains it. Grunge Princess explains to us what has happened. And Richie has also followed to see this fight. And Blazers pretends like she was really emotionally hurt by Grunge Princess's confrontation. A-plus acting happening right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl, maybe step out of the director's shoes and become an actress. She's, like, very good at pretending to be hurt. Wow. <laughs> well, so at this point, Richie steps in and he pulls a huge twist and says, Grunge Princess, you need to apologize to Blazers. But also, Blazers, you need to apologize to Grunge Princess. Hmm. Kind of being playing like daddy role, like mm-hmm. both of you guys are in the wrong and apologize. Mm-hmm. I do love how, like, in this scene and, and, and this whole episode, they do this thing where it's like close up on two people and then pull out a little bit and reveal, oh, Richie Rich was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, surprise, you know, and then pull out again. Oh, not only was Richie Rich there, but then Oscar, John Mayer, also pops out. And then we're all, it's just this kind of like, Russian doll of surprises that keep getting revealed. It's like a great metaphor for the series as a whole. Truly. It's like you thought you knew what was happening, but guess what? You didn't. And in Mm -hmm. in this specific episode, Mm -hmm. we for sure don't know what's going on. Ugh. Just But we'll get to it. We'll get to it, guys. Just hold on. Because John Mayer then takes Grunge aside so that or no, I'm so sorry. John Mayer then takes uh Blazers aside so he can have a private moment with her leaving Richie Rich and Grunge Princess alone. And Grunge Princess says something that, like, I'm sure we've all been thinking, because there's nothing different in the humanity of rich people and poor people, is the point she's trying to make. Right. And then Richie gives his TED Talk and, like, lectures her for quite mm-hmm. a long time about how that's not true, and rich people want to discriminate against poor right. people. Right. If they can't rule, they at least want separation. And I wrote down Koreans, number one in savagery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was, uh, I had to rewind that. That was like an interesting, a lot was said in, in a very short amount of time. You um, thought that was short? <laughs> well, I mean, t- translations were definitely like, huh. Um, oh, interesting. Because they were like, because he was, Richie Rich was like, you know, rich people, we want discrimination and unfairness, which is a little bit of a clunky way to just kind of say, um, rich people want rich privileges, I guess, and to be distinguished from the common people. That makes a lot of um, more sense because I was thinking like, <laughs> oh my God, he's being so direct. Like, are, are Korean people really this direct about money? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, as you saw, like, uh, when uh, rewinding back a little bit, I think Blazer suddenly pops up at that um, outdoor cafe scene. She just straight up asks Grunge Princess, oh, what do your parents do? Right. Um, a status that's, check. That's kind of a thing. It, like, very bold, very upfront about what we would consider personal info. Like, mm-hmm. just, oh, how much money do you make? Right. Oh, what do you do? Oh, wow. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Remember, Koreans, king of impatience. We need to just Number get the one. info out there. I, f- I found you know, it to be an especially point. savage point when Richie Rich was like, how much money is in your bank account? And she was like, oh, not a lot. And he was like, that's how you know that you're poor because rich people don't think about how much money they have. And I was like, oh, oh. Oh, my mind was, I was like, I was ow. like oh, I got- <laughs> it was like, ow. But you know what? Because <laughs> you know what? What you that's not a bad thing. Because one time I found a scammer in my bank accounts because I check it regularly Likewise. that was taking out a cent. What each? Yeah, they were taking out a cent, and I was like, wow. no, no, no. So I caught a scammer who was stealing money from me. <laughs> wow, one penny at Take a time. Take that, Richie. Yeah, earlier. For how like how often would they do this? Well, I had caught them on the first go because, like I said, I do check my bank account regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was talking to uh, my bank teller, she was say or the person on the phone, she was saying that that's very common that people will try to put one cent in to see if you check, mm. and then if you don't check, then they'll start taking more money. Wow. Out. Well, that's not going to work on us. Huh? I no, I no, no. called my bank earlier in this social distancing period because I thought that somebody in Minnesota um, had stolen my credit card numbers and was using it at Target. And I called and I was like, I didn't make this charge. And she was like, so Target is based in Minnesota, which I know (laughs) about. She was like, (laughs) but I didn't think about it at all. She was like, yeah, so did you buy something recently from Target.com? And I was like, Oh, and so the (laughs) scammer was me, but I wouldn't have known I was a scammer if I also wasn't checking my bank account. See, being poor teaches you something. It teaches you to be your own scammer. Mm -hmm. Hold on. So so then did you admit that it was you that actually bought the stuff (laughs) online? I was like, oh, no, it was me. And she found it. She found it very like, funny. Okay. She was like, "It's okay, it's okay." But I was like, oh "Someone went to Target God. in like this random city in Minnesota, and they input my credit card numbers manually in the self checkout, and I'm mortified." <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. Uh, perfect. Kim. Like I said, we're all perfect. Absolutely. Well, guys, back to it. I don't want to. Back to it. I just, uh, this is a great episode, but we have to give credit where credit is due because. Here he comes. Of course. Goodness. At five foot ten, I assume. Glasses and turtleneck. Here he is. Hottie. Hottie. I don't know why I was surprised by that. I, I was I was genuinely like confused. I should know this by now. What Hottie's entrance sound is going to be It's just like. going to take a long time. And honestly, to Philip Lee, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. We, you're welcome for appreciating you. And okay? after the social distancing mm. period is over, I will speak for Kathy and I both that we are available to follow you around in your real life and announce you in this way. Mm-hmm. I would be happy to. Hmm. 
No I'll pay. Look up his social media or something sometime. <laughs> well, Hottie is back and he is pissed, okay? Because he did not expect Grunge Princess to be <laughs> had a stroke. He did not expect you Grunge. Okay? <laughs> no, no, there's not the enough show hottie must go in the on. show. There's not enough. <gasps> Never oh, it was a hottie induced hottie yes. induced stroke. Yes. Overheating. Uh, Heat overheating. Stroke. Yes. Okay. Hottie stroke. Hottie is pissed. He asks Grunge Princess to meet him in his room so they can talk. And I'm like, hell yes, oh. here we go. Oh, <laughs> my God. It <laughs> was. And oh it was on. God. But it wasn't on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on. We cut away from that. Richie's pissed he doesn't have a room, which is important later, I guess. Blazers and John Mayer are having a big little lies moment overlooking the ocean from a cliff. And she tells him that She's going after Richie, and she drops the bomb that she never loved John Mayer. Oh. Mm. oh. Is this where the yes. flashback happens from mm-hmm. John Mayer's perspective? Oh, yes. That was and it yes. hurts. Oh, yes. man. My because heart. it turns out they didn't just date. John Mayer freaking proposed to Blazer. He said, come. Got down on his knee. He the said, whole thing. come out of my song and be a main character in my life. And you could just mm-hmm. see in her face, she is not here right now. Mm-mm. Cold-blooded. Oh, she does not want to marry him. I mean, not only could she have just asked, she could have just said no, but she has to go the the extra mile to be like, to scoff at him and be like, what did you think we were doing? Yeah. I, I was just playing with you. Ooh. And again, like mm-hmm. it does seem that Koreans are very direct about some things, um, such as <gasps> money, and not direct at all about other things, such as the relationships on the whole in this entire series. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but you know, you have to love someone to hurt someone that bad, and they really hurt each other in that moment. What, what, was that moment before or after that other flashback where... You know, um, John Mayer's coming out of the recording studio and the fans are waiting for him. And then Blazers is seen in the back with her little postcards, her little like, you know, where she's like scolding him. Like, I told you, I told you not to look at other girls. I would guess it happened. That was before the proposal. Because then maybe he's like, I'm still for you. You know, you're still in my songs. You're still like my number one. He gave her all those flowers. Mm. He got her the biggest Mm -hmm. engagement ring. And then he asked her, does it need to be bigger? Yeah, I'm confused because um, cause she did mention in this recent flashback that why would I want to be with like a a washed up singer or whatever? I guess, so I guess his career at that point was going downhill right. in her mind. I, I, and yeah. in the proposal, he also said or she also said like you're or maybe it was him that was like I'm my career is on a, uh, a downward slope right now something. It didn't seem like it at the concert that we saw in episode one. But it honestly, no. But they keep talking about that. They keep talking. They keep saying hmm. that he he's not gonna. But also they no no. It's, uh, <laughs> but they also mentioned that earlier in this episode they mentioned that um, Oscar's fans had bought out a bunch of the rooms of the hotel, and that's why there's not enough hotel rooms too. So if he's still famous enough that people are. Coming to Jeju Island and paying money to stay in a hotel to 
see him, it seems like he's still like a pretty big star. It's not bad to be a, a down and out K-pop star, I guess. It's, mm. It seems like you're still doing pretty well. Yeah. Well, in any case, this puts John Mayer understandably in a horrible mood. He goes to Richie Rich and then wagers his hotel room for a game, which turns out to be motocross. Um, and Word. Grunge Princess is waiting for Hottie in his room, but he she hears this race happening. She's like, I want in. Let me do it with you. I must add, uh, for Boys Over Flowers uh, listeners, we all know, I guess this is a, a trope as well. The whole gentleman's contest thing, you know, uh, in Boys Over Flowers, there was a almost identical thing happening with instead of um, like mountain bikes, it was with actual horses, like a horse race. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, like they like to throw wow, that in there, Wow, wow, wow. Oh, man. Hmm. Well, this race looks real dangerous, let me I, tell you. And even Richie's like, the mountains no, don't go. I am shocked. I also was like, how do you guys all know how to ride a mountain bike down a mountain? Like, for mm-hmm. sure, Grunge Princess. She's an action actor. That makes yes. a lot of sense. But Richie has nothing about him that indicates that he would know how to do something that, you know, is dangerous. Let alone be jumping in the air doing right, tricks and then same and with Olsa. Yeah, like why would either of them know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a great per- person to talk about this because I can't ride a bike. Period. Point blank. Let alone down a mountain. But I found the whole thing to be shocking. Yeah, it also feels like it looks so strenuous. You would think they would have to like work out constantly to have to do that. But by the end of the race, they're not even sweating. That is a legitimate point. Well, when you're John Mayer, your hair is always on point, whether Ugh, you have a helmet gorgeous. on it or not. Yeah, it has to be. Mm-hmm. But the three Honestly, of, oh, yes, I, please. I, I, you know what? I did think, though, that I thought the thing was going to be Grunge Princess beats both of them in the end. I mm-hmm. agree. Because she's clearly like in good shape and trains this for the This is her job, is to know how um, to do extremely dangerous stunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's betting her job in the music video, so the stakes are high. I loved for her. it. I was here mm-hmm. for it. I was like, "Yes, power move, flex." Yes. So, I think this is John Mayer's manager's assistant is waiting at the finish line for them. He is making his own web series. <laughs> it looks like because he's having someone film him read poetry by the ocean. Yeah, this is the, this is I don't the know. guy. Um, this is, I think his name is Director Kim. This is the guy that, um, oh, this is the guy that is also, uh, went on a weird anniversary date with Grunge Princess's roommate. Oh, and they right. had that weird kind of, uh, co worker flirtation. I loved it. Right. I called it a flip cam video and I, I was <laughs> so into it, but I couldn't, re- sorry, it was go I was just, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing that um, he clearly, know, like, I he had his friend film him kind of create this dramatic scene, <laughs> throwing the, the message in the bottle into the water, mm-hmm. um, like, like, sincerely. I don't know. I thought that was impressive. Well, the hustle is real. You got to be creating content every single day. And director Kim knows Ab- this. Absolutely. Well, would you be swayed or moved by a guy if he sent you him if he sent you a video of him like kind of doing that kind of melodramatic stuff? That's not my vibe, so no. <laughs> um, but maybe yeah. Someone if else. it was my vibe, and I, if it was my vibe, then 
yes. And if it is not my vibe, which it is not, but it's something that he knew that I would think was funny, then still just a maybe. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of genius because think about if I think about receiving something like that, it's like at face value, it's very cringy and, and like silly. But then maybe that's the endearing part that catches you. It's like, oh, like this guy is willing to be silly and go out for me out of the way to like set up this elaborate scene from some sort of cheesy movie and send it to me. I don't know. I guess it depends on like how you take it. But I think, I think what's the person he said at some point, the name of the person that he was making the video for. And I couldn't tell if that was the name of grunge princess's roommate since we had seen them together before. Mm. And if it's, yeah, I don't know anyone's real names. (laughs) Yeah, because we give them nicknames, we, yeah, I we, lost track we of don't give them. Names. We don't use their real names. But if it is for for her, if it is for Grudge Princess's roommate, then I think she'd be super into it. Yeah, it is totally for Grudge Princess's roommate. Um, what's her name? Well, then good for him putting in the effort and being nice and being thoughtful. Yeah, and mm-hmm. being yeah, and being nice. Oh, I have another question for you guys. Actually, hmm. um, so this is something that. Ha- this is what this is what was said between Bla- not Blazers, um, <laughs> Richie Rich and John Mayer. That whole dialogue about uh, John Mayer saying, "You can't give up anything for one, not even one woman." However, I can give up everything for one woman, and women instinctively know that, especially poor girls. Yeah. Would you say that's true? Well, uh, would I say what is true? Because what is he yeah, saying? What is he, is, <laughs> I think he's saying that he's so John Mayer's calling out Richie Rich because uh, Richie Rich is never willing to settle or s- s- make concessions or, or anything that sacrifices his uh, trajectory of success. Whereas John Mayer's saying, I'm willing to just give up everything my career, my life, everything for a girl. And girls instinctively know that. They can sense that when you're that I into do, them. I personally believe that that's true. I, I, I don't really understand it in so much the context of him saying poor girls especially know that. But I think that largely, oh, yeah. I think that it's true of anybody though, like of any gender that you know when someone is coming on in a way that's like, this person is willing to drop everything for me and if you're also into the other person then that's like really cool and if you're not into them or even if you're only just like kind of into them then it's like oh why we just met 10 minutes ago and why you're right there is a kind of a time and a place to make it known that you're all in or not and whether that's like a, a good thing or not it's not always a good thing is it to be like i'm willing to drop up everything for you I'll sacrifice everything. Yeah. I don't know. Just for be me, with me. That like really bums me out because it's like, don't you want to be your own yeah, person? 100%. And it's also like, what is the circumstance here? Like, is it, oh, this woman won um, third place a vacuum and then she got promoted to first place to go to Jeju Island and now he's willing to sacrifice everything for her? Or is it like, hey, we've been 
together for 10 years and now you need to move to Australia for work. I will sacrifice everything for you. Those two things have a very different tone. You're right. Very, very good true. point. Very, very good true. point. I just completely bought into John Mayer's uh, scheme that he's into grunge princess, but they barely know each other. They barely. He, so he does trick himself. Like, I think that he's like, if he just like is like, yeah, I'm into it. Then she's then if he's just like, oh, I'm into this thing. Then he's like, oh, OK, that's it. Sold. Mm-hmm. He loves he love. He does love love. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about him. Mm-hmm. And, and his, his hair. hair. <laughs> Tell me how my hair can be mm. like that. <laughs> well, the race is finishing and Richie is just about to beat John Mayer. When Richie hears Grunge Princess scream over the earpiece that I guess they all have earpieces. Like a little walkie-talkie. Yeah. yeah. He hears um, he hears Grunge Princess scream. He throws the race. John Mayer wins. Um, and then they, become, we, they begin this search for Grunge Princess because she's not responding to the walkie-talkie. And hmm. let me tell you, this becomes an episode of Law and Order Real Facts. <laughs> was, They're showing pictures of her. We went a full... Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we took a left mm-hmm. turn. Literally, we took mm-hmm. a left the turn. The police are called. Mm-hmm. They're like, have you seen this woman to like random people at the yeah. dock? Director Kim is like, uh, I don't know. I guess if my boss dressed her, she's dressed pretty to the police. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Just, I like how the last resort is to backtrack the way they came. Yeah. That should, that be, should the be the first resort. resort. Go. Yeah. <laughs> So Richie is in the woods looking for her and he gets this idea from a street sign that she might be, I don't know, in this part of the woods. Yeah, the old sign, she, the he old finds, sign bump switch. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like a Looney Tunes Truly a Looney cartoon. Tunes cartoon. Yeah. How many, I think it rotated about like seven times before it finally settled yeah. on the other side. Mm-hmm. And there's the writing way, right? on both sides of this. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I, oh yeah, that, you're right, you're right. That's the other People could be coming from that. the other direction. It's not a road. <laughs> Oh, okay. You're right. Anyway. Yeah. And this, then the episode takes another turn because now it feels like we're in a horror movie. He sees <laughs> something moving in the bushes. Um, it's grunge princess. She lost service on her phone. I guess she's on T-Mobile or something. Um, her bike <laughs> broke. She really needs to invest in her things. But she says she didn't scream on the walkie And she's also wearing entirely different clothes. Like I did see her wearing a backpack earlier, but like, where did all these clothes come from? Oh, very good Spooky. point. I am glad, though, that she called out the ridiculousness of, like, she called out Richie Rich and saying, why would I scream by hitting the the talk button on the on the mm-hmm. walkie-talkie, like, mm-hmm. twice? Like, scream into it just to scream. Like, you know, if you're really afraid of something in the moment, you wouldn't think to, like, push right. talk and then, you know, communicate and over the like, walkie-talkie. And she's like, that's not even how right. I scream. Right. The scream was, ah, and mm-hmm. I screamed, yeah. ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which so like good are, for you for knowing your scream style. I do not know. I my don't scream know mine style. either, but <laughs> I hope mm. to not find out. I think it depends. hmm So they're trying to find their way back, I guess, and then they stumble upon another sign that leads to a mystic oh garden. Oh my perhaps god. a secret. And that's garden. what I wrote down too. Oh. Here we I wrote go. down, oh my god, this is the garden. This is where they're going to switch bodies. Mm-hmm. 
Finally. But, uh, guys, we are getting there, but, but not, not yet. yet. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, we're, we're so close. Because they find this house in the middle of the Mystic Garden. It sells chickens and medicinal wine. And that's And it. honestly, the glass There's blowing also was a, beautiful. It was. Good for you, girl. Like, really artisanal stuff. They look like like. They do bongs. look like bongs. Yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But it's not weed. It's medicinal wine. The woman who, o- who owns this house comes over and... Gives them chicken stew. She looks like I a wrote witch. down she looked like a witch too. Yeah. I thought it was weird because they um, were, w- while the witch is talking about how her daughter is sick and that's why she has all this medicinal wine, they were playing this very mm-hmm. romantic music under it. And I was like, do you? Yeah. It was the first time that, that I've been like, oh, okay. They play the same like two or three songs under everything. Mm-hmm. They're really pushing it hard. They make it a theme. Mm-hmm. They train you to like know what to look for. Or right. Feel mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Out. Oh, also, this house we find out is the same house from the painting. <gasps> painting. What? When he was buying the art? Yeah, it's a house. With oh the my mind. god! I didn't even notice. Yeah. Spooky, oh my right? Gosh, that's wild. <laughs> You're just wow. discovering that. I guess I was so wrapped mm-hmm. up in the music that and admiring the songs <laughs> that I didn't even notice the key element. Wow. Mm-hmm. You got you got to you got to pay attention to the witch's the witch. details. I mean, I don't blame you though. A lot was going on there. Like the witch, it seemed like she had a she's like hitting on Richie yeah. Rich a little mm-hmm. bit and he kind of felt that vibe and it was creeped out yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit. Everyone's really horny. Yeah, in because Korean no dramas. one's being upfront and direct oh, yeah. with each other about whether or mm-hmm. not they are into each other. Yeah, mystery makes you horny. I guess miscommunication That's makes you what horny. The Koreans want us to think. Hmm. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but there's like a apparently there's a test to know whether you're into somebody or not. I don't yeah, know what this I is. Don't, so I, I don't know what it is either. <laughs> Okay, no, 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 don't worry. No, I'm jumping ahead. I'm okay, jumping ahead. Okay, okay we'll, we'll, get get we'll get to it. Yes, well, don't worry. Okay, so Grunge and Richie take a cab back from the middle of the forest. Okay, I'll buy it, whatever. They have two medicinal I was, wines I that they took home. I, for one, was extremely upset that they didn't switch wines or that they didn't switch bodies in this witch house in the middle of the forest, in the middle of nowhere. I was like... That's where I thought it would have yeah. happened of all but places. But we've been wrong unlimited times up to this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I don't know. Richie doesn't seem like he's into the wine, but Grunge Princess makes him take one for John Mayer. They have a little argument when they bump into Hottie, who is once again He looks pissed. so disappointed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But he looks good and when he looks disappointed. And what do you use to wave like your hair like dad. that? Uh, truly, like, is it, do you us. have a whose hair is better, John oh. Mayer or Hottie? Hottie, I don't know. John Mayer <laughs> is so much more versatile with his looks than Hottie is, but Hottie's consistent. But when That's you have true. a work that look, that uh, when you have a look that works, I, I can't disagree with you, mm-hmm. Kim. I can't disagree with you. They oh, both have incredible you. hair, and I again am like, I must not actually be Korean because my hair does not and could not look like this. It just simply couldn't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think maybe you I have to be know. a man to have hair like that. 
is what okay. we're learning. Steve, next time, wave your hair. We'll see. All right. Oh, I'll show Steve, you. I'll show out. you next time. Damn it. Fine. <laughs> I'll go to K-Town and get my hair perm. Oh, I can't Oh, wait. maybe if I did get a perm, like my hairstylist has asked me to get a perm, that would fix my flat hair. And then I'd have hair like Hottie and or John Mayer's. Oh, She's been truly. trying to tell you this whole time. Dream. But then you would be too perfect. And that is we can't true. I'm that. already so perfect. Couldn't be more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't be good for the group dynamic. Yeah. Mm-mm. It would be the f- final move to your transformation into That's Korean, true. Though. That will be yes. my final stage is once I get a perm and I yeah. I color it the same mm-hmm. kind of like brownish reddish color that everybody in this series has their hair colored. Then I'll be mm-hmm. like, <laughs> that's, that's like- her. That's like the Pokemon evolution, you know, like right now you're Pidgey. When you dye your hair, you'll be Pidgeotto. And when you get it permed, you'll be whatever the third Pidgey is. 100%. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Well, here's the thing. There's like some mix up about the room. So like it's not really clear where um, Grunge Princess is going to stay. Hottie reveals that he's the one who put Grunge Princess's name into the mall giveaway drawing. Um, He wanted her to have a vacuum. Like... Oh, you know what? Maybe he did it because he knows that she loves Oscar because she he got her tickets to his concert. No, but I thought the the ticket the 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 contest was about first place, which was the car. No, Wait, no, the first place up? was the romantic getaway. With it was always mm-hmm. a romantic getaway. Yeah. It's just so maybe but he now, did it to be nice, right? But then he seems upset now that she actually right. did win the thing, right? So why get the ticket? Well, I guess because. He didn't anticipate that it would conflict with a work thing he didn't want her to do. Oh. So now he's like mad that it's That's messy fair. that way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Okay. Yeah, a lot of going on. Yeah. So there's some confusion about the room. Richie gives his room to Grunge Princess and so has to stay with John Mayer in his room. He's like mad at Grunge Princess and needs her to define her relationship with Hottie, which is, we all know, difficult. Yes. And Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I get a little confused about this dynamic with Blazers being the director of the music video because I thought we knew that from like episode two, but John Mayer seems confused about this and is mad at his manager for making yeah, it happen. Yeah, I guess happen. he didn't know because I was confused about that too. And then I was mm-hmm. thinking back and I was like, I guess, I guess that I remember them saying that no one will work with John Mayer and then the director's like get who or the his manager's like get whoever and i think mm. that the his manager knows also that it's not just any director that it's blazers and he's like we don't care he just keeps it from john mayer so to prevent I guess drama that's like the impression that i'm under but i don't know how much of that is based in truth mm. and how much of it i invented so i could sleep at night <laughs> this is yeah, I, think, I, think. I lie awake at night and I'm just like, oh my mm. gosh, there's so many holes that I do not have the answer for. I think they do want us to make a little bit of a justification that the manager knew that this would not be cool, but when you're out of options, what can you do? You need to get this music mm-hmm. video shot. Sure. Um, and I'm going to make the leap that the manager thought all right, this is your career on the line, mm-hmm. uh, John Mayer. You have to do it, and right. you'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, this is when things get a little interesting. 
because Richie and Grunge Princess separately begin to drink their wine. Grunge Princess is in a spa. Richie is on the balcony in his shared room with John Mayer. They're taking shot after shot. Yeah. They're like partying with this Isn't medicinal this wine. How people drink wine in Korea. Like it's soju. Well, that's the thing. I think uh, it's it's this is like moonshine soju, oh. basically. So probably, yeah, like uh, very s- similar, I'm sure. Well, they're trying to get wasted, and it is working because yeah. thunder strikes, mist is going over the moon, crows are flying away, and you guys, who? it happened. It happened. Ah! Five oh hours in. Oh my god. They, they body finally switched. Body switched. Freaking mm-hmm. switched bodies. I don't even understand why that happens after you. Does it have to happen when you drink the same thing as somebody else or something? I don't know. It happens after the 20th shot of medicinal wine. You, you switch, switch bodies. bodies, but they didn't happen immediately. Like it was after both of them had fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. I was like, are you allowed to bring your own medicinal wine into the Jim Jilbong? Oh yeah, the Jimjilbang, which is uh, for people who don't know, it's like a Korean dry sauna. Twenty four hours, these baby. Different heated rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Last resort for people without a hotel. But honestly, oh, honestly, nice seems like a great place to stay. Mm-hmm. You, it's not bad. Yeah, you just have to sleep that on is the floor. True. That's you do fine. have to sleep on the with floor other with other people. people. But you, mm-hmm. well, like sleeping on the floor for some reason is considered like something healthy for you. Mm, good for your back. I heard that. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a luxury. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So Richie's body wakes up next to John Mayer, but it's Grunge Princess's voice because the episode's not done with body switch. Oh no, we have stuff to. We, we have, have stuff more to stuff unpack. to cover. Hmm. She thinks she's dreaming because she's next to John Mayer, and then does like the breast touch thing, being like, mm-hmm. "Oh, where'd my boobs the go?" Classic. You know? the oh, does he do that? Mm-hmm. She do that. Where are my boobs? Which is an Where actual thing boobs? that people with boobs Meanwhile, do when they wake up in the morning. Just make sure they're still there. Yeah, I'm like, are okay, they still there? Oh, here. Yep, let's go. Mm-hmm. Check, check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me Ready take a tendon. Yeah, yeah, left boob, right boob. Here, here, let's go. All present. Mm-hmm. And then Grunge Princess's body wakes up in the spa, but it's Richie's voice, and he's weird, weirded out that he's woken up in the spa next to a bunch of women, and he has breasts. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Steve, do you do like an attendance check? Like no breasts, no breasts? I okay. do. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. I make sure I have zero breasts. Smart. If somebody says oh, present, then I'm alarmed. Well, oh, I would also yes. be alarmed, yeah. And then I start oh, and what screaming. what kind of screamer? Well, what kind of screamer Well, that's what you? they do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Steve, what, what's your scream style? My my scream style is mm. more like a, ah! Mm. Oh. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, well, anyway. we end on a double scream of the body switch happening or having happened. We ended with the double scream. Yeah, that's it. That's the end. Double scream. It's great. And the audio peaks <laughs> way up the charts. The, no the mics can't handle it. I love that. And also, I thought Grunge Princess did scream like, ah, I have yeah, to so she's, <laughs> yeah, wait a she's second. We need liar. to go back and rewind. And why do you lie? Yeah, why do I think you what is lying? her scream? But maybe she doesn't know, to be fair to her. Yeah. Maybe she thinks hmm. that she's screaming like, yeah, and she's really screaming like, ah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or maybe her body switch scream is different from like her "I'm lost in the true. woods" scream. 
That is true. true. I do want to ask your guys' opinion on something that happened a little bit ago, if we might take it back um, for one sure. moment. Yes. Um, so uh, Richie Rich and Grunge Princess end up talking together and uh, in in the hotel room uh, when she goes to stay at his mm-hmm. room. Yes. And he's like, yeah, and he's I like, to talk about this. Yeah. let me hug you. And then says that she's like the little mermaid. And I was like, hang yeah. on. And I rewound this twice and I still couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought he was saying that he's she's like stuck in two worlds. Like, but I didn't understand why. Because he keeps calling her poor. So I don't know what her second world is. Maybe her second world is. Oh, being I with thought him. the two worlds things was like he was like. There's two kinds of women in the world. There's the kind of women that you want to get married to, and there's the kind of women that you just want to play with and let go of. And he was like, "You're stuck oh. in between those two worlds." But then he, he so is a sexist. for sure. He's a sexist. But then he also kept being like, "So let me hug you," and I was like, "Why?" Ah, uh, yes, Why? the hug test. This is what I was referring to earlier. Oh. You just don't know how you feel about somebody until you hug them. Is his, like, gauge, like, if I get a boner, I like them? I mean, could be. Like, what's his gauge? I I, I guess that might be it. That might be it. I never thought about it that way. But um, in in, uh, Richie's world, um, and maybe he's not the only one, but the hug is, like, uh, does it lead to... Anything else, or is it just hmm, okay? Two bodies touching, and that's it. Um, <laughs> I I did have to rewind it a multiple number of times because I didn't understand his Little Mermaid thing. Mm. But it sounded like this is like a, a very roundabout neg. So basically, he's saying, "I want you to disappear like the sea foam that the Little Mermaid." Oh, I thought he was ride. Saying that she was forgettable and that she goes back into like that she fades away like the sea foam fades back into the sea. And I was like, you deserve to get slapped and you deserve more than that. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. Uh, It's like he's saying, I don't know, he's saying I need to hug you because I don't know where you where I how I feel about you. And but and at the same time, he's also he's also saying, but I hope the hug test reveals that uh, you just disappear like foam and uh, I can move on with my life. Steve, do you employ the hug test in your life? Mm. All the time. Uh, even to inanimate objects, I, oh. Marie Kondo style. I don't know mm. sometimes how I feel about certain, certain things. And there's only, you know, one Korean oh, so way this to is find a thing. out. Mm-hmm. Just... Um, I want to mm. say no, mm. but I do know it's happened to me before. Someone wanted to do the hug test on me. And how'd you come out? And I didn't know what I was... Uh, well, I came out okay, but um, like I think there was this girl in college mm-hmm. and, you know, she was, she was into <laughs> me. And, um, so she didn't need the hug test. test. Okay, go. What do you mean? Because oh, she no, 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 no. Oh. it to you. Oh, wait, you know what? She was trying to do a reverse hug test on me, I think. I was trying to break out, break the news to her that, like, hey, look, I want to be your friend. Mm. Um, 
And she was like, well, I'm sad. Mm. I think we need to hug. And I'm like, oh. Sneaky. Ugh. I was like, what can you, yeah. I mean, what can you do at, at, when you're 22? Yeah. You don't want to like turn down a hug. And in, the, in today's cold. society, I would um, never turn down a hug at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How valuable they become. And was she Korean? Um, so, yeah. Um, so it's a Korean she was, thing. She was. It's just and, it. Mm-hmm. She took a lesson from Blazers as well. She was persistent. She surprised oh you. Mm-hmm. And did it work? No. no. I mean, okay. well, it worked in the sense that I think it made her realize, oh, mm. yeah, there's nothing between us. So it worked on oh. her. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Turn back I around. I think so. Yeah. There's, there's, there's different ways this hug test can work. Mm. Versatile. Yeah. Versatile. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't don't downplay the hug test. It makes I would never. It makes a lot of sense when of you that. describe it like the Marie Kondo method, and then I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Marie yeah. in Japan, and Marie Kondo is like, does it spark joy? In Korea, the hug is like, does, does it, it spark, spark boner? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Does it spark boner? If mm. not, if say not, thank you <laughs> and yeah. let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like good life advice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, it oh happened, my gosh! Guys. It only took to five full hours of this twenty-hour mm-hmm. movie we are watching. It feels like that was the main question: Is this ever going to happen? Mm-hmm. It almost feels like I don't need to watch it anymore. Is it, should we just end here? I need to know. <laughs> what is happening because i still don't I really see, know i, I want to see the actors uh portrayals of each other's acting as their characters mm. Mm, you're right at this point now we're just kind yeah. of like morbidly curious mm-hmm. like what is what's gonna, gonna go, down go down from, from here? here and who's gonna figure it out because someone yeah. will definitely figure it out whenever there's like body switching someone Ooh. figures it out i call Ooh, that is a good call my money mm-hmm. what oh by the way i do want to mention how th- that that one scene where uh hottie has the the production meeting with blazers mm-hmm. um and he happens to be there when i guess john mayer storms out like he he john mayer discovers that blazers is the director mm-hmm. and he's like what no and then he like leaves and then um blazers tries to act as if like oh well okay well he'll come around and then Hottie, being the perceptive one, points out, no, I think you've got bigger problems. And then Blazers gives Hottie this compliment about something about like, oh, your people reading skills are so good. And then Hottie just sits yeah! there, says nothing, but but with his eyeballs, looks around like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? Yeah, because she's is like going kind on of here? flirting with him and she said something like, Oh, I knew that your like physical skills were good, but you're also very perceptive or something like that. And I was like, Listen, Blazers, we all know his physical traits are good. <laughs> I love his, to us. his eyeballs said WTF. We need a hug test. That was enough for me. Oh my God. Yeah, bring hug it in. Test stat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh gosh. That might be the thing, actually. Uh with the body switching maybe that's there's something with the Ooh, hug test i think that the person to figure mm, out the hug or to figure out the body switching is going to be john mayer wow he seems like i want to give him a win you know doesn't he? yeah and i also th- I, I also think that he sure. knows mm-hmm. 
he knows uh, Richie Rich and he's going to sense something is up with Richie Rich and that something is off with his new love, mm. Grunge Princess. Steve, who do you think will guess? <sighs> I mean, is that is that the whole thing that's supposed to happen? Like, so, so I don't know. It's just usually in, right? in, in events like this where like, you know, the parent trap or 13 going on 30. Or I don't know if it happened in 13 going on 30. The Freaky Friday. Like whenever there's like somebody is trying to switch bodies or did switch bodies, then someone else figures it out. 17, 17 again. 17 again. So then like... I think because of you guys, I'm swayed to Hadi. Hadi, yes. He feels so Hadi, Hadi, Hadi. He feels like kind of like the voice of reason a little bit mm-hmm. in this, in all these crazy. Car and we did get a foreshadowing, maybe that uh, maybe we got a seed when Blazers was like, "You're very perceptive." Maybe that's a seed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's we like have to keep beginning. watching. We have to. This was just the prologue to the actual yeah. drama mm-hmm. at Secret Garden. And now we begin with episode one <laughs> next time. <laughs> episode one slash episode six. Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very long prequel. This mm-hmm, is like a prequel truly. episode or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait. <laughs> Any other thoughts before we reconvene for the next time? <laughs> you loud and clear. <laughs> I saw your eyeballs moving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What a trip. Until next time, then. Uh, Signing off, this is Steve. This is Kathy. This is Kim. We don't have a catchphrase. We don't have a catchphrase. What is it going to be? Hottie. Hottie. No. Hottie. 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 Yay. Hottie. Stay hottie. Yay. Keep your body. Oh. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. You know what? Time to cut it. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue. And our executive producers are Will Choi, Bill Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod. And if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective a collective of Asian-American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.